Good morning, church. This morning, we are continuing our look at the spiritual armour that we are asked to wear in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 17 tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. And that's what we're going to look at this morning, the helmet of salvation. I want to link these words with the truth of the prophetic words found in Isaiah chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Now Paul is describing in Ephesians 6 the full armour that we need to wear to be able to defeat our spiritual enemy, Satan. He's absolutely opposed to the gospel message of Jesus Christ being preached and so he and his demonic forces continually fight against us as Christians. However, he is doomed to fail because Jesus has already won the battle at the cross and we're safe in Christ, but he still continues to wage warfare on the church and therefore we need to wear the armour to withstand the attacks of this enemy. Now Paul alludes to the full armour that's worn by Roman soldiers, which included the strong helmet. An unprotected soldier will never go into battle. He needs to put on full protection. And the Roman helmet was usually made of tough metal, probably bronze or iron. It would have been very heavy, but it was made more tolerable to wear with an inner lining of soft material. Very little could pierce such a heavy helmet unless it was repeatedly hit with something like an axe or a strong hammer. And this strong and weighty helmet afforded protection to the whole of the head. And very often a visor would possibly have been worn as well to protect the face from injury during a battle. Now, why do we wear helmets on our heads nowadays? Well, it's common sense, isn't it? The helmet helps to protect us physically from danger or injury, especially if we're engaging in a risky hobby like mountaineering, or if we're playing in a dangerous sport like ice hockey or boxing, or just simply riding our bikes on the roads. It makes absolute sense to physically protect our heads and our ears and our eyes and our brain and our facial features at such times. So now let's look at the helmet of salvation in the light of the words written by Isaiah the prophet so many years before. So what does wearing the helmet of salvation do for us? I believe it provides total spiritual protection for us on a daily basis. And the first thing we notice from Isaiah 12 verse 2 is that the helmet of salvation banishes our fear. Because he says, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. Now, salvation means deliverance from sin and its consequences of death. So it means that a Christian who's been saved has the hope and promise of eternal life. The Bible tells us that Satan is already defeated because what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. So we have no need to fear him. Colossians 2, 13 to 15 declares this. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which condemned us. And he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authority, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, as Christians who put their faith and hope in Jesus Christ, we've nothing to fear from our spiritual enemy, Satan, because he's won the victory. Jesus has won that victory and we can put our absolute trust and faith in him. 
The Roman soldier wearing his strong helmet would have felt very protected and safe during his many battles because the helmet covered all of his head at the back, the top, the front, the sides, especially if he wore a visor. He would have had no reason at all to fear his en enemy wearing such a strong helmet. So too, when you and I put on the helmet of salvation, we are wearing God's strength and power to face every situation. Wearing the helmet assures us of our own salvation. It's declaring we're born again, we're saved and protected by Jesus and he banishes our fear. So it offers us total freedom from the spirit of fear. Now, trust, which is based in God's love for us and what his word says to us, is the absolute opposite to fear. Fear paralyzes us, it incapacitates us spiritually. It makes us weak, so we become less effective in God's kingdom. And I'll give you an example. If you look at circus trapeze artists or acrobats that you see, they work within a team and they all need to be able to trust another person who might be catching them. So a trapeze artist will go very high up and then they will be slinging themselves around off those ropes and someone else will catch them. Acrobats do the same thing. They can't perform their acts if they're gripped by fear. It is essential that absolute trust is in each other in, in, in order to perform their feats. Paul and I, when we visited our son in Badalona near to Barcelona in Spain, have witnessed what they call the Spanish Human Tower. We've seen this take place. It's a competition between different groups and they will build a tower on the shoulders of another person. Sometimes it can be many, many people high and they will have quite a big group at the bottom um, where they will provide a foundation, a base, and then other people climb on it and then climb on it until you reach the top. And then there's a young boy who scampers up the shoulders of all those people and stands at the top. And the one who gets up there quickest and the one who makes the best shape, they're the winners. So we've seen that. Now, there has to be absolute trust for that Spanish human tower to work. Otherwise, they would be very fearful of doing it. So putting on the helmet of salvation every day means that we are trusting in Jesus to be with us in our battles. We've got no need to fear our spiritual enemy. 2 Timothy 1.7 declares, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And of course, that's our verse of the year for the church here. Wearing this helmet of salvation is going to be a constant reminder all the time of Christ's power that's available to us at all times. So you and I can face all of our battles on a daily basis without fear or anxiety. Psalm 27 verse one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So he promises to be with us in every situation in which we find ourselves. Let's not live in a spirit of fear when we have these scriptures to help us to, to move forward. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 28 verse 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. What a fantastic scripture. He is in the battle with us. He is the answer and the antidote to all our fears. You need to remember that when at times your heart is gripped by fear. Remember that Christ is our answer and he's with us. We're wearing the helmet of salvation that promises us deliverance in our daily battles. Isaiah 41 verse 10 gives us this assurance. So don't fear for I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So when you're going through one of life's difficult battles, it could be an illness. 
It could be a financial problem. It could be difficulties in family relationships. It could be, it could be facing temptations in a particular area, some crisis that you're going through. We are told to put on that helmet of salvation every day, which will banish our fears and cause us to put our total trust in God, who is our salvation, who will be with us and bring us through unscathed because our futures are in God's hands. So not only wearing this helmet does it banish our fear, but also, uh, secondly, the helmet of salvation protects our minds. The heavy Roman helmet with its visor would have offered great protection in battle to the, as I said, the whole head and the face. Everything would have been covered. And just as the physical head needs protection during physical warfare, so does the spiritual aspect of our lives needs God's spiritual protection. I'll give you an example. If we're mountain climbing and a rock fall occurs above us, wearing a strong helmet affords our heads and brains some protection. If we're a cyclist out on the road and we have an accident, we are afforded protection. And Paul and I know of a, a, a lovely young man who recently, well, in the last 20 months, he had an accident. He went to work one day on his bike. He forgot to put on his hel helmet, which was unusual. Knocked off his bike on that busy road early in the morning. He was taken unconscious to hospital and he remained in a coma for some time. Although he did regain consciousness, all these months later, he is still unable to speak properly or feed himself. There's obviously been some form of brain damage which just needs healing. And Paul and I are praying for his total healing on a regular basis. But his helmet would have offered him some protection, at least, if not total protection to his head and his brain. And so I believe that the helmet of salvation protects our minds as to what we hear and see in our world today. Uh, we live in a wicked and evil world and we are bombarded with all sorts of things. So wearing that helmet of salvation, which is our deliverance, means that we're empowered to avoid evil and sinful thoughts and impulses and to live by what we know to be truthful and holy. Isaiah 12 verse 2 goes on to say, The Lord himself is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. So wearing this helmet of salvation means that God is our defence. He is our strength. He protects us from wrong beliefs and thought patterns that can so easily invade and attack our minds in this world. Satan desires to fill us with doubt. He wants to cause us to be uncertain of God's faithfulness and goodness to us. He wants us to doubt God's written promises to us in his word. So he will spread those words of doubt and confusion in our hearts. He actually tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden with the question so long ago. He said, did God actually say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So he was trying to sow seeds of doubt in her heart about what God actually did say. And he sought to twist God's words to cause confusion. Satan will try to cause you doubt um, and he will cause you to doubt your own salvation. He wants to bring confusion into your heart. That's why we need to put on the helmet of salvation because it delivers us from the lies of the enemy who is seeking to destroy our faith by undermining our hope in Jesus. Psalm 62 verse 1 and 2 says this, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will never be shaken. God causes us to be strong when we face those spiritual battles and he strengthens our faith in him each day that we put it on. Wearing this helmet reinforces our belief 
that he's with us constantly. We're never left alone. He's with us to protect us in every way at all times. It's a necessary piece of armour to protect us from the lies of Satan portrayed in what we read and hear and see every day. Because you know the books and the magazines that we read or the things that we hear and listen to or the newspapers or the programmes and the films that we see on television, often they can cause us unwittingly to open up our minds and our lives to the lies of Satan, to experience doubt and untruth. He seeks to implant plant that in our hearts and he'll use every media or means possible. So the helmet of salvation will protect us from believing those untruths and wrong beliefs that we might mistakenly allow to infiltrate our hearts and minds. You know, we are what we believe and think about ourselves. And very often what we think about ourselves is not true. What we think and believe will influence the way we live our lives. Charles Reed, an English novelist, wrote these words, which are very important. Take note. He said this, sow a thought and you reap an act. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. So in order to resist every attack upon our lives, we need to put on that helmet of salvation every single day. It declares us that God is protecting, it declares to us his protection, and it will remind us of the truth of who we really are in Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of the King. The King is Jesus Christ himself. He saved us. He set us free from our sinful past. He's delivered us from the lies of Satan. We serve a risen Saviour who has given us the hope of eternal life. Now Ephesians 6 verse 17 actually connects both the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit in the same sentence because it says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. The two go together. The name of Jesus means saviour or God is salvation. Acts 4.12 tells us that there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So God's word which is the sword of the spirit declares that Jesus is our salvation. He's delivered us from our sin through his death and resurrection. When we actively put on that helmet of salvation, then we are openly declaring God's word about who we are to the enemy. We are declaring, I am a child of God. You're a child of God. Wearing the strong armour means that we're wearing his name on our heads, declaring to the enemy, Jesus is our salvation. He's a defeated foe anyway, Satan. So he will be cause great fear when he sees Jesus' name upon our heads. We're showing that we trust and believe in God's word for our lives and all that he says about us. So not only does wearing this piece of armour banish our fear and protect us because Jesus becomes our defence, but also thirdly, the helmet of salvation gives us hope and joy because Isaiah 12 verse 3 carries on by saying, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Our salvation brings great joy and hope to us. Wearing this helmet causes us to know it, feel it and express that inner joy. It's not about happiness because that's circumstantial. It's about that inner quality of joy. So anyone who went to a well in ancient days would have anticipated that there'd be water within it. That was their expectation and hope. And their hope in finding water to quench their thirst translated into great joy when they were able to walk, draw water from that well. And that's what he's saying. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So what is our hope if the helmet of salvation brings us hope and joy? 
Well, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8 tells us this, let us put on the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer his wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. We know our sins have been forgiven. We know we've been saved by all that Jesus did on the cross and through his resurrection. Therefore, according to this verse, our hope is that one day we will see him and be with him in heaven, together with all of those who put their trust in him and died before us. This is the hope that Christ puts within our hearts right now. And wearing this helmet of salvation means we're declaring we've been saved through all that he did for us. We have the hope of eternal life awaiting us. You know, Paul and I have been to many funeral services during our lifetime. And there is a huge difference in attending a service where the person who has died was a Christian as as compared to a service where the person has not had a Christian faith. Uh, There's a joy and a hope expressed by those who believe that one day we're going to be together in heaven rejoicing. However, in the services where there's no strong Christian faith expressed, there is no hope. There's nothing to look forward to after death. My sister-in-law died recently and it was really sad. We went up to her funeral uh, and my brother remarked to me, it's so good that we have a hope that we will see her again, my sister-in-law Val. We're going to see her one day. But he said, for those without hope, how hard it must be to say goodbye to the ones we love. So, you know, it's the hope of eternal life we have. It brings us a real sense of joy because Jesus himself promises this joy springing up within our hearts. In John chapter 15, verses 9 to 11, Jesus was talking to his disciples about God's love for them and how he wanted them to abide in his love for them. And he said to them, I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So what is this joy all about? Well, Rick Warren, who is an author and pastor in America, he puts it like this. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. It's the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right, as well as the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So drawing water from the wells of salvation really means that God gives us his joy to be able to face the trials of life because we have our hopes deeply rooted in him and all that Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. That's what salvation is all about. And that is why we should wear the helmet of salvation, to declare it, to continue to believe it and trust in it. We are proclaiming to the world and to our enemy Satan that we're saved, we're set free from fear. We've been protected by Jesus, constant protection, and we carry his joy within our hearts. In the Old Testament, we read about Nehemiah and some of the Jews who faced many obstacles and battles trying to rebuild the temple and the city walls in Jerusalem. And Nehemiah encouraged the people to obey the laws and the word of God. He said to be strong and not to grieve or be anxious. And in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, he said this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So wearing God's protective armour, which includes the helmet of salvation, means that we can experience his joy and his strength on a daily basis. You know, some medical facts tell us that there are certain benefits when we live our lives in the spirit of joy. These are that joy boosts our immune system, joy fights stress and pain, joy promotes a healthier lifestyle, and joy supports longevity or a long life. So there's something really great about joy and experiencing it. 
And in conclusion, though, we go on to read in Ephesians 6, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. How are we to do this? Well, we are to wear the full armour, part of which is the helmet of salvation, because a soldier doesn't go out to fight in a battle without wearing his protective armour. We're also to stand our ground. Verse 13 says, stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. That's about actively resisting the enemy, aggressively withstanding and fighting his attacks, wearing all the protective armour. A soldier doesn't run away from the fight and we don't need to. We can stand our ground through our trust in Jesus. And also praying in the spirit because Ephesians uh, 6 verse 18 says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So our prayers are all part of the battle plan and they keep us alert. Did you know that we're told that God the Father himself wore the helmet of salvation? Isaiah 59 verse 16 to 17 says this, the Lord looked and he was displeased that there was no justice. He saw there was no one to intervene. So his own arm achieved salvation for him and his own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. That's absolutely amazing. If it was deemed necessary for the father and the son to wear the helmet of salvation, then how much more do we need to wear this same helmet also? So when you face some really difficult battles in your life, remember Jesus has already won the victory for you. His word tells you the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That's 1 John 4 verse 4. Just as a physical helmet offers us physical protection from harm and danger, so too this helmet of salvation protects us from spiritual danger, doubts, fear, anxiety, and all the lies and confusion of Satan. Jesus is the head of the church, which is his body. And therefore, as we're part of his body, he is our head. So wearing the helmet of salvation declares that Jesus is our head, declares the truth to the whole world. It gives us God's peace and joy and strength and hope. And wearing the full armour will always instill fear into the enemy. This is the way that we resist him. So make sure that you put on the helmet of salvation every single day so that you have nothing to fear, you're protected spiritually and your heart is filled with joy and hope. I trust that God really blesses these thoughts to you this morning and encourages you. Amen.